Welcome to the You and Me podcast, the podcast for real brides looking for real advice. This episode of Wedding Planning Q&A is brought to you by The Bridal Journey and Wonderlust Creative. Today on the show, we answer your questions, putting a poll to the people. We've got your top five pressure points when planning your wedding day. Kids at weddings, uninviting uncles and bypassing family traditions. It's all on the table and nothing's off limits. Hi, Andy. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How's your week been? Uh, my week has been good. I'm just finishing up um, work, about to go on maternity leave. So, so exciting. I'm 36 weeks today um, and it's really, really hot here in Melbourne. It's about 30 <laughs> degrees. Um, so Laura and I are just sweating our asses off um, <laughs> in my house. Um, but no, I've been really good. I have been attending hypnobirthing courses, oh. um, which has been really interesting yeah. um, if anyone's done them before. Yeah, um, I did them for both my kids actually. Yeah, it I was think the best. Well, we've got a couple of friends that are pregnant at the same time. So we all kind of go in as a bit of a group, which yes. is quite funny. Um, It'd make it more fun to like take the pressure off a little bit if you've got yeah, friends going. Yeah. So last night it was all about learning um, like different interventions and um, she kind of ran us through like the water injections in your back and the TENS machine and um, all that kind of stuff. So I really enjoyed it. And then they do like meditation and um, my partner fell asleep during the meditation during <laughs> it. So it was, it was really good. I re- yeah, because it's <laughs> nice and relaxing for the guys, you know. Yeah, I think that's what Sam likes most about it, my partner. But yeah, other than that, life's pretty good. Like it's it's close to Christmas. I'll be having a baby. My baby's due on Christmas Day. So, or estimated, estimated due date of arrival. So the hypnobirthing people don't want you to put a time on it. No. Um, but yeah, no, it's, that's, it's, life's good at the moment. And, you know, our podcast as well as hit 20K downloads at the point of recording um so we've only got i think 20 episodes out so far so to hit 20k is above and beyond our expectations so thank you all for listening and make sure that you subscribe as well um and leave a review because it kind of you know it bumps us up in the charts and people can find us easier and we can keep producing content for you as well and um i think laura and i both noticed a huge jump in uh, people downloading our podcast because weddings are opening back up. Oh so, yeah, well, starting to. I don't know if you to. want to give us a bit of an update if you have anything on that, Laura. Um, oh, look, okay, so what are we today? We're on the 25th of November today. So, we had on uh, Sunday, we were expected to open weddings in a venue um, per square metre for 100 people. Um, Dan decided to surprise everyone and bump it up to 150 before we'd even run a wedding with 100. Thanks, Dan. Uh, which is <laughs> incredible. Um, undevastatingly, private property weddings are still at 15 people. So there's a lot of fight going on at the moment to get that raised because it makes absolutely no sense and it actually makes me rage. So I'm not even going to get into it. But 150, meter, 150 people with the four square metre rule at a space um, is really exciting. We don't have 100% clarification on masks, dance floors, canapes, any of the smaller nitty gritty details yet. And I was on the phone to the DHHS, which I feel is like, seriously, between being on the phone to my clients and being on the phone to the government, I feel like that's the only thing I do at the moment. But... We need to get the 
the most accurate information for couples. There's a lot of um, things that go through Instagram um, that can be a little bit misleading. And so it's so exciting for people and people get so excited and they're like, yes, we're back and this is all incredible and it's amazing. But we've just got to be really careful of the day-to-day runnings of a wedding and what we still can do and what we still can't do. So at present, until the government releases our COVID safe plan that I know um, a few people in the industry are working tirelessly on, um, tirelessly, wow, that's another word I can't say, tirelessly, um, is that, for example, dancing is not advised, but currently not, no, not advised, but currently not prohibited. Oh, really? So, yes. So, you, you can dance, but you must maintain four square metres between the next person (laughs) and you must wear a mask. So, (laughs) again, still, it's like a little sniff of freedom. But in actual fact, um, you know, there's still some restrictions in place. So, we need clarity in writing from the government because that's come from one person at DHHS. Whether or not that's going to be the same thing that they tell somebody else or another person tells somebody else, we so don't know. So you could know. be holding weddings and doing completely the wrong thing. And well, you've just got to be really careful. And the, speaking to them on the phone, they said, look, we'll probably have something in the next one to two weeks, which, you know, for me, I was like, well, we can host a wedding today with 150. So what, we just use our best judgment and go from there. And <laughs> the guy was really good, but unfortunately they only know as much as they're given and they can't give you anything else. So you've just got to be really um really mindful and speak to every vendor and touch base with all their COVID safe plans if you've got a planner (laughs) they are earning their money at the moment but um you've got to touch base with everybody and just just understand exactly what they're prohibited to do which then has a flow on effect to everybody else so um you know canapes you need to be seated for your food can you have canapes well you can but you need to have cocktail areas for people to sit if you go up to the bar do you have to put a mask on um see unclarified but you do still have to have 1.5 because you can't leave your table if you need to go to the bathroom you put your mask on it will probably be the same as walking to the bar but you also need to maintain a 1.5 or whatever it is for the the meter rule I don't even know what it is anymore um sometimes (laughs) it's four square meters sometimes it's 1.5 distant it's really confusing so they have said that on between the next one to two weeks, they'll bring out for everybody to be able to reference um, an industry standard COVID safe plan that every other industry has got bar the wedding industry, basically, who's been able to open up to this capacity. Uh, we're still waiting. Um, mm. But I think people need to be rest assured that nobody in this industry is sitting patiently waiting everybody is fighting and calling and talking and and trying to figure out the best way to be able to um you know dish the information off to couples so that they're accurately informed Mm. yeah thanks for the update so So, it's been crazy i think we'll continue posting the updates as they roll in on our instagram the you and me podcast if you want to um keep updated yeah, um, absolutely. keeping in mind that i know we have a lot of international listeners so this is obviously only applying to australia and mainly um, victoria, victoria at the moment yeah yeah all right so let's jump into our questions from uh, blah 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 rewind oh, today is a big one <laughs> 
Let's jump into our questions. Um, so make sure that you keep sending them in. It's been amazing reading They're all so your good. questions. Yeah. Um, you know, we thoroughly enjoy, the, enjoy it and a lot come up that are quite common. So um, make sure that you send us a voice memo or message on the um, You and Me podcast Instagram or at hello at the you and me podcast.com and we will get back to you. So question one is from Gabby. So I sent our save the dates back in June and now with COVID restrictions, I have to reduce my guest numbers. How do I tell guests that they are no longer invited? SOS. <laughs> well, you have to tell them as soon as you can. I think so anyway. I think that you need to tell them as soon as you know who they are um, and you just need to be brutally honest. I mean, in reality... <laughs> there's not really a good way to say like you know you're off the you're off the team or you can't come anymore but you know you might feel as if you you're being rude or you're going to hurt their feelings but unfortunately at the moment with anything COVID related there's there's not a whole lot that you can do about it and um well we I think we discussed this on the pod one of our episodes earlier that brides were sending out application forms oh yes to guests to see <laughs> who, who wrote the best essay and then that was who would be attending the wedding hectic. Yep, yeah hectic but I just think you know anyone who hasn't been living under a rock would know the trials that everybody is going through with COVID so I think the biggest thing and we have spoken about this before but the biggest thing you've got to be mindful of if if you're delaying telling your guests because it is a super awkward conversation so we totally get that is that for a wedding guests spend money on you you spend a lot of money on them but they also do spend money on you so they may have booked accommodation they may have booked taxis or ubers or chauffeur driven cars transport they may have got babysitters for their children um they might want to buy a new dress they've been looking your present all their beauty appointments all their beauty appointments so guests actually do spend money in a wedding never thought about it yeah so perspective you know sometimes as a couple you can forget that and that is completely fine because you are constantly spending money on everybody else but guests do put in the effort into your day as well so i think if you know you have to change your guest list then or you know that your venue can't necessarily cater to the quota that you need and you might have to pivot and go somewhere else or um, you might just have to be super brutal and cut it basically just to your nearest and dearest in your family then I think personalized communication is best I think um, you know you don't necessarily have to rock up to their house with you know an apology bunch of flowers but Sometimes a phone call or a video call, at very least, a, a, you know, a text message, at very least, um, no group emails, um, is probably the most respectful way to be able to deliver news that they can't necessarily or they can't attend who, to wedding Who anymore. would you cut out first? If Would it be work friends is or this like extended opinion? family? Yeah, your personal opinion, if it was you. The way we did it is we cut an entire group. So I didn't go through, which sounds really brutal, but it was the only way we could do it because I, at the time, and this is a lot of years ago and I had a lot less experience, but 
at the time, I didn't think it was fair to remove one couple from our work friends and one couple from Nathan's football friends and one couple from our old school friends. Random. It's and just then they awkward. Absolutely. People. So we just said, you know what? Work friends aren't coming. That's it. Yep. Yeah. And we cut everything I, else. Oh and yeah. I think that was think the quickest and easiest way for us to do probably it. Probably I would say work friends yeah. only because, I mean, it depends obviously how close you are to them, but yeah you know your jobs kind of change and you you know uh, I've moved jobs and I have a few friends that I probably would invite to the wedding from my old my last job but Mm. um yeah I would probably think work friends would be the least yeah I don't know all those extended family members that your parents kind of wanted you you know like your mum's best friend or something perhaps that you don't see as much anymore if you need to make a big cut then I think cutting an entire group as brutal as that sounds Mm. is probably the easiest way you can do it um but if it's only here and then then yes definitely I think like those obligatory invites you just have to do it, mm. you know. And at think the about end of the who day, who's been kind of interested in your wedding as well. Who's totally, been, you know, messaging who's you asked and asking you about it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. Next exactly. question is question two from Andrea. So, what is the polite way to send adults-only <laughs> wedding invitations, i.e., not children, really struggling? Oh, this is um yeah this is a hard one there's lots of hard questions that have come through I which I think is really good because 99.9% of the people have to face them in in their wedding planning journey so I think this is a good thing look I reckon you can be blunt um you know direct to the point and just say this is not a child-friendly event um or you could sugarcoat it and play on words and lighten the mood and make it, you know, as soft as you can. But at the end of the day, um, you're ex- saying exactly the same thing. I think it's, I don't know, what do you think? I think it's totally up to the couple. I think it's up to, you know, I think there's a few factors. It depends on where your event is. Um, you know, if it's in a three-hat fine dining restaurant, then, you know, maybe it would be a non-negotiable that kids do not attend. Um, I, I personally... You know, don't think children because <laughs> then I feel like everyone's focus is on the child especially yep. like if it's someone from a family me- like you feel like yep. you've got to stand there and talk about their child who's standing there yep. and feign interest in the child <laughs> <laughs> so bad because I'm pregnant you are about to not but think that but yeah, yes I might yeah. but I feel like yeah you've got to like act like you're you know interested and it takes away from like having an adult conversation too if yeah it, it, are children present? Yeah. I think children should, yeah. you know, you can say, or could you write out on the invite, children, um, we would love children to attend the ceremony. And yeah. then people might get the hint that, oh. They're not welcome at the reception. Yeah, but people are not as smart, smart. as you give them credit <laughs> for. <laughs> and then they bring their child. So. Yeah, and they're just like, but it didn't say in the invite. I don't know. It also depends, I think, on the type of wedding you're having. So if your wedding is quite small, very, very like very family orientated, um, potentially on, you know, your grandparents' property, different vibe, different wedding, potentially different ability to have kids there. But like, you know, like I said, if you're at a three three hat restaurant then I would potentially say no when we got married we had our families 
kids only at the ceremony yeah and we made a so specific sp- note to say nothing no no children at the reception yeah, i don't think children yeah. should come to the reception unless you've got like a god child that's you yeah, know 10 or yours. something that it's a bit more well we know? were yeah i mean we were really lucky too because we were part of the earlier like we were part of the people that got married quite early in comparison to all our friends so, so we yeah didn't we didn't have issue. many we didn't have that issue we had it with family but, but I, not I, really with you know, friends i feel like to uh, parents find it their time off. So not a lot, oh, you know, 100%. most are like, this is our night. Yep. We're getting blind. Yep. Like, and they 100%. organize a nanny anyway. So it's, it's highly unlikely. But if yep. you suspect someone is going to bring their child along, I would maybe yep. hint it on their invite. Well, I, yeah, I do. I mean, look, I would, in unless, it, unless okay, so overseas wedding, totally different. Um, you know, we've got one coming up. Oh my god! I was about to say next year, the year after, um, in Bali, and the kids are coming because all the kids are coming. It's a big holiday, and it's going to be heaps of fun, and it's a totally different vibe. But I personally would never take my kids to a wedding, and I love them. I love them. Every parent loves their children, but you know, this is my time, and this is my friend's time, and you don't want to be constantly worrying about what your child is doing and whether or not you know they're towing the line. I don't. I don't think that's fair on yourself. And I also don't think it's fair on the guests around you. Obviously, babies and small children yeah, under like two. Women breastfeeding and things like totally, that. Totally, totally different. Um, you know, pretend, first-time mums sometimes as well. I think people kind of forget how intimidating it can be for first-time mums to leave their babies sometimes. So, Will that be you me? Know, Will I be the one attending weddings with my With child? babies? I don't know. Because <laughs> I've got, I think, two weddings early next year. Yeah. Um, but you have a teeny tiny, so that's okay. Yeah, that I would don't just want to like come in yeah. What I do? Oh my uh, god! No, take get some oh formula. I think what we thought is we would just what we thought with our baby because we do have a few weddings early next year that are looking like they are going ahead. Mm. Um, is we're going to hire a hotel room? Yeah, and just close have somebody to the wedding the venue, baby. and then have yeah. you know either whoever's mum um come look after the baby during the wedding and if I need to pop back or like accommodations really close but yep. I wouldn't bring the baby necessarily yeah. to the wedding no nah, nah, I don't it. think so and it's you know time to get blind yeah and I think <laughs> do you know what I think if anybody's got an issue with the people ooh, that are going to be that you're going to be telling um not to bring their kids against almost like uninviting them just call them and tell them your reasons why. If you if if you don't mind people questioning you about it, don't put anything on your invite. But inevitably, somebody will call you or call your parents or call your in-laws and say, can I take my children, blah, blah, blah. So inevitably, somebody will do that. So if you want to curb all of it, then put on your invite, there's no children, and then call those people who have kids and respectfully let them know why you're not having children there. And, you know, if they can work, make it work, they can. If they can't, then they're going to have to weigh up whether or not they can go. Um, Generally, you've got 12 months from invite to wedding though. So a lot of people can, but if they can't, then you know, that's okay too. But at least you've been super respectful. At least you've said, you know, this is our day, but this is what we want to do. Yeah, great. Yeah. Okay. Our third question for today. So this is from Fran and she said, my hubby-to-be wants me to change my last name, but Mm -hmm. I'm so against it. It's bad if we get married, but I keep my name. No one else in the family has kept their maiden name. Actually, this Mm. is quite funny because 
I hope my partner doesn't listen to this or anyone related. <laughs> Hi, Sam. But <laughs> Sam's last name <laughs> is Wormalt. And my last name's Towner. So I'm Andy Towner. And I can't imagine myself being Andy Wormalt. <laughs> um, but, you know, Sam obviously wants me to, to take his name. Take yeah. his name. He's totally. very traditional. Um, help. Help me. Am I a friend? <laughs> Uh, this could oh, be me. No, I'm Brennan. Do you know what? I only changed my name just before I went to hospital to have my first baby. I didn't change it. Yeah. I didn't change it because I had a career. I had built my job based on my name. Mm. Um, not that that would change it. And look, I'm not a doctor, so I can always change my name. But I just, everybody referred to me, I, me as my surname. I'd built a career. I have this thing with my family's legacy as well like I there's probably people know your family you're like yeah and I don't I don't connection that when people meet you they're like oh you're so yeah you know being in a local community like Torquay yeah yeah. that's it and I also think that like I don't think um (laughs) I could be totally wrong in saying this and I really hope I am but I don't think there is going to be another marriage in my in my immediate family and so my name like that that's it like, you know, if I change it, then there's no, mm. that's kind of, there's nothing to really carry it on. So for me, I wanted to hold it for those reasons. Um, but then I got to filling out the, the paperwork at the hospital. I'm like, I can't do this. I'm just going to, I'm just going to change my name because it's just so much bloody easier. Yeah. But that was the thing. I didn't change it because of tradition. I changed it. Just to make your life <laughs> because a I was little lazy. bit. Yeah. And I made it easier for myself, you know. Um, and it's funny because people are like, oh, I want my child to have the same name as all of us. And I, and, and I want, um, you know, I want people to look at me and see, you know, Mr. and Mrs. But make sure it's the same name and never question it. But at the end of the day, nobody cares except for you two. So nobody mm. in the outside world cares. It doesn't affect your schooling. It doesn't affect your job prospects. It doesn't no. affect anything like this. If, if it really means something to you to hold it on, onto it, then hold on to it until it doesn't mean that anymore. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Do you think Sam would be oh, he wouldn't. annoyed if no, you didn't no. change it? I think yeah. he wants me to because he just would love me. Yeah. And I, I mean, like, I don't have any ties to my last name anyway, apart from mm. my brother. But, um, you know, my mum has her own maiden name, which yeah. is Tansy, and I'm Towner. And then my brother's a Towner. Um, but other than, like, it being connected to my brother and mm. his family, um, you know, it doesn't really mean too no, much. I'm not hooked yeah. on it as you're much as you're yep. hooked on your last name. So, yep. I mean, obviously, we'll have to have that conversation. But you yeah, might totally. see my name change on Instagram to Andy Wormold. <laughs> When we get married in 2022. Okay. Um, yeah. So thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks, so next guys. week on the wedding planning Q&A, we are back to regular programming and discussing the impact that social media has on expectations within the wedding industry and of your wedding. So does Instagram have a misleading view on what a wedding day must look like? Um, is every image you look at euphoric yet seems totally unachievable? Um, so make sure if you have a question or you would like our advice, simply record your message and slide on into our Instagram DMs or leave us an email with your message attached to hello at the You and Me podcast. Thanks for listening. Bye.